Long time no see. Where are you? Ben, I'm sitting back in my home here in Ketchikan, Alaska. But I've been roaming the world a little bit and I've uh, been out to sea for a few, what, a uh, couple weeks actually. But wow. you've been gone too, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. I feel like I'm back in my game. I flew to uh, Melbourne, Australia, where I did my rehearsals for my show that got waylaid during the pandemic. Two years I haven't performed. Two years. Wow. Two years. We went to. Tasmania, and I performed four nights, did seven shows in four nights, and it was successful. It was fun. Played in the oldest theater in the Southern Hemisphere, the Theater Royal in Hobart, Tasmania. Wow, that is cool. So you flew into Melbourne, Melbourne, and then went to Tasmania. Yeah, M-E-L-B-I-N. Flew to Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> and uh, that was all in 10 days, and I'm back here Man, in Ojai. I just think it's so cool, Dave, that you live this double life. Like down there, you are an entertainer. You are seen on the street, and no, you don't mention anyone that you're into paleontology. But when you're here, you're Dave the Paleo Nerd, which is cool. That's right. I'm more proud of being into paleontology <laughs> here in America than I am Dude, being of interest. You've had such so a career. Dave cannot walk down yeah. the street anywhere down under. But that's yeah. so cool, Dave. You're back, and I'm glad you're earning money again because, you know, we do this show out of love. <laughs> well, there isn't much money as we have a pretty good debit from uh, from a canceled tour back in. Oh, that but anyway, tour. no, it's all good. It's good, man. It's no, good. it's all good. It's all good. Cool. Um, and we haven't put out any episodes oh. since the Tannis one a few weeks ago, which was pretty amazing. The Robert De Palma, the day the asteroid killed the dinosaurs and his massive siege, the siege of. Uh, Seish. The Seish, Seish, the tsunami wave. You have to say shit the right way, but Dave. And the documentaries come out with uh, Sir David Attenborough on it. There's all this dinosaur stuff coming out. On Apple TV's got a a prehistoric planet. Yeah. The animations are mind-blowing. Yeah, you know, we don't have to wait for Jurassic Park because it looks like, you know, uh, Apple TV is doing it and Nova's doing it and BBC's doing it. So Yeah. We're in a dinosaur renaissance again. We are. We are, and here we are, riding the wave, so to speak, of the yeah. cataclysmic event 66 million years ago. Did, have you watched the uh, dinosaur apocalypse yet? I have not, dude. Yet. And uh, it, I'm going it's to. Pretty no, cool. I'm gonna because we just interviewed Robert DePaul, yeah. who's pretty much it's about. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like there's Robert. So it was very yeah. cool to see Robert in, in right there at the Tannis site with Sir yeah. David. So, Sir David. Yes, yes. This is astonishing. This is this yes. is the spot. Yes, it is, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sir David. So. Yeah, and I'm really blown away by the this prehistoric planet, the quality of the animation. Uh, it just looks so real. It looks so real. Oh, do you know, I don't know much about it other than I've been seeing a little buzz about it. Is it going to take us all the way back to the beginning of time and up to now? I think it all takes place in the late Cretaceous. Really? Yeah, so it's going to be the oceans, going to be the land. The the animation is just mind-blowing. It is the top of the game with sunlight and 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 the way these animals, you know, Jurassic Park has always been great, but there's something stilted uncanny about how real some of them looked. I mean, the Velociraptors looked pretty good. T-Rex was always in the rain. These things are, are phenomenal. And, you know, uh, what we paleo nerds like to do when we're sitting around watching something like that, you, you, you probably do it too. You'll shout out the names of the dinosaurs as they appear on screen <laughs> before they even say it. 
you know? Uh, I think it in my head. Thessalosaurus. <laughs> Thessalosaurus. Have you been practicing? A Thessalosaurus. Yeah, we still a have to Oh, dude. Anyway, Parasaurolophus. But anyways, yeah. that, that's cool. So, Ray, enough <laughs> about me. What have you been doing the last few weeks? I was just back from an adventure out to sea, and I went with some friends on board the Endeavor, which is now an official research the vessel. The Endeavor? The Endeavor. You mean Captain Cook's boat? <laughs> yeah, go on. I was on board the Endeavor, which was Captain Cook's original boat. Yeah. And a research vessel, and with uh, Bill and Patsy Urschel and a bunch of uh, like-minded adventurers, and we went to find a shipwreck off of Coronation Island. Which one? The uh, Star of Bengal, and uh, oh, which went down on September 20th, 1908, off the coast of Southeast Alaska with about 100 uh, cannery workers and about 30 crew members. And, right, uh, right. Only... Uh, but what was the purpose of this trip? To... To, to locate the site officially. People... But you went with scientists. You had yes. ROVs yes, and you had, had ROVs divers. And divers. I mean, you had side scan sonar. This was a professional expedition. Yeah, and then they let me on board, apparently. But, uh, <laughs> you know, well, there, there were a couple of artists. I actually helped connect... A bunch of the people on board the boat. I knew these various folks. We have a fisherman from uh, who had dove on the site uh, 25 years ago, Gig Decker. From, How deep is it? It's uh, the site. Uh, the wreck is a, about 30 to 50 feet below the surface, and then it it goes down deeper from that. Right, but we it's found dangerous. It is dangerous, dangerous waters. waters. We did. We it was cold. Currents. It was cold out there. There's ocean current. And uh, but we went with a marine archaeologist, Jenny Anichenko, and her uh, her coworker uh, Sean Adams from uh, Canada. So it was a very international crew and uh, a government analyst, Sean Dillis, Bill and Patsy Urschel, myself, what and, does... and Bella, the boat dog. Oh, cool! Yeah. But what does a government analyst do? You really can't ask too much about that. <laughs> I'll have to kill him. Well, yeah. yeah. Now, what do they do? He was a State Department uh, data guy. So a data oh. guy. So Sean and uh, Sean and Tessa Hulls was the artist that I went with. And uh, Tessa's a young artist I've known for 15 years. And she seemed like the perfect person to do, uh, to have on board. So, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome that science brings artists for that interpretation, that that creative interpretation. So it was it was a very interesting trip, just for that very reason. With with the uh, creative types on board, those yeah. of us who tend toward hyperbole, like artists may tend to do. Like when myself. I was a kid, I thought that was hyperbole. Yeah. I, I thought that's how you pronounced it, hyperbole. Well, that's half the fun of this podcast is where I get to <laughs> correct you. <laughs> so uh, we dial back the hyperbolic meter a bit. And uh, trying to get the story straight. When there's a shipwreck, there's lots of stories, lots of legends around it. Stay tuned for that. If you want to know more about it, alaskadeavor.org will have more information about that. So it was cool. And actually, what I, I really realized that, you know, in its own, in my own weird way, I am an adventurer, you know? Me too. Yeah. I've always gone out to the wilds of, of America, Australia. I mean, I love it. Yeah. I love being out, out there. It's kind of scary to put yourself out of the line. And I, I didn't realize that till you know, I do put myself in these weird circumstances that are kind of scary. You and I went down the well, Amazon. Wait, did you say you had a near-death experience on this <laughs> trip? Yeah, they made fun of me because I was, you know, tending toward hyperbole. I nearly died three times in that skiff. 
It was scary, though. So you had a, a boating, possible a potential boating accident or what? It's crazy. We tried to get ashore in this rolling, you know, uh, wave action, and it does get kind of dicey. And uh, I tend toward, oh, my God, we're going to, I'm a, I'm a pessimist. You know, yeah. the glass is half empty and we're all going to die kind of guy. So. Well, I don't know. On the Amazon, after you cleaned that Piraku. Piraraku. Piraraku. skull, giant fish skull. Yes. And your legs were eaten alive by all these blood-sucking insects. You seemed pretty calm after that. You weren't there for the screaming part, Dave. <laughs> guys were gone, and when you came back, I'd calmed down and gotten slightly drunk. Oh, right, right. So is Coronation Island on the open Pacific Ocean yes. or is it inland on the inland? No, it's on the outside. Oh, so you're exposed to the rollers, the great Pacific Ocean rollers. Yeah, the North Pacific Ocean, to be specific, and about the Pacific. It's uh, it's on the outside waters. It's south of uh, Baranoff Island and north of Prince of Wales Island. And uh, right. Warren Island is right by it. You know, there's over a thousand islands here in the Alexander Archipelago, so it's hard keeping track right. of them all. But it's a it's a huge island, mysterious island, hard to get to, really inaccessible, right. and lots of stories around it. But the 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 wreck of the Star of Bengal is is certainly the most profound and uh, maritime disaster in one of the biggest ones here in Alaska. So, and and what was the actual purpose of this trip? What did, what did you hope to come away with? Well, to officially document it and to set the record straight on the number of uh, people who died, there uh, uh, they've usually are there remains left in the ship. Uh, I wouldn't think so. No, uh, we divers like, went like down. a grave. No, there's uh, no record of that. We weren't looking for bodies. We weren't looking for right. graves. We wanted to, we wanted to accurately locate the wreck and with professionals like Jenya and Sean on board. Right. Who are going right. to do the paperwork? Had all the permitting in place to do it. There's been a lot of conjecture and a lot of you know just sort of stories about it, but to officially you know locate it. Oh, okay. So people knew where it was, but there, you didn't have the exact location, and that's what you guys did. Yeah, people have. It, it went down in 1908, and you know there are a lot of shipwrecks here in Southeast Alaska, so there's a lot yeah. of stories about them. But you know to officially find them and then to protect them too, you know, so that right. they're not just pillaged. So that's brilliant. So, uh, yeah, check that out, and I'll have links off of my website, too, or maybe we can have links off of this, this uh, on yeah. our, our own website, Paleo Nerds. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And, and what are the uh, what was the evenings like? So did you, like, sit around the galley, or did you sit on deck uh, 10 days? We were obviously anchored. We anchored in some little cave. You had to, we, we had to uh, go off to safe harbors every night because there really is no right. place to anchor out there in the open ocean right. off of that, that coast. And so you went behind an island and you guys drank. <laughs> yeah, Dave, you've been on board. You've seen what happened. On board on the Amazon, <laughs> yes. you yes. Uh, eat well and you drink well and you have fun. Yeah. And uh, I yeah. even got the guitar out one night. Oh, good. Curiously, yeah. though, Dave, the next night they didn't ask me to get it out again, you know. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Uh, right now I'm just going to underneath that poor little sad comment have your... <laughs> guitar music because you've given me a lot to, to edit into this episode yeah thanks for all the editing dave you, yeah yeah all the all the so gnarly bits but anyways amazing paleo news yeah yeah back in the world of paleo they, news they, they found a site in north dakota the day the asteroid oh wait we already did oh that we one. did that one <laughs> 
So this came out today, and the title is Potentially Alive, 830 Million-Year-Old Organisms Found Trapped in Ancient Rock. 830 million. 30 million. So we're talking the... Darn near a billion. I'm going to round it up. We're talking the Neoproterozoic. Dude. Which is the brown formation in Western Australia. It was an ancient sea, and there's these huge salt flats. And salt, when it becomes rock, is called halite when it's compressed and old. Halite is salt. Is it? That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought sodium chloride and was. Sodium chloride is the molecule of salt. But when you compress it into big slabs and the stuff they mine probably in Louisiana, that's that's halite. And I'm going to probably do it aside and totally correct me. No need for correction. I was right. But they're able to use this non-invasive microscopes in these salt crystals that they have dated to 830 million years old. And they have found what seems to be pro, 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 prokaryo? prokaryotes, yes. Those are the single-celled organisms without nucleus. So using these core samples, all right, they've conducted investigations of these unaltered neoproterozoic halite using nothing but non-invasive optical instruments. And they found organic solids and liquids consistent with prokaryotic and eukaryotic cells based on their size, shape, and ultraviolet fluorescence. And they are theorizing that some of these could still be alive. You mean they've been alive for 800 million no, years? No. You know how the water bear could go into space and go into a kind of... Slumber? Suspended animation. Okay. There you go. And wait, what is the water bear called? That's called a tardigrade. Okay, Ray, they go into the suspended animation. Well, that's most likely what this uh, ancient bacteria is in. And, and once you add water, they come to life. But is that absolutely amazing? That is that absolutely amazing. That's how alive. a lot of... And this is in nature, by the way. This is... Oh, the, we know that guy. nature. Okay, we know Henry G. let this one in. Yeah. But... Does that mean that, you know, I mean, this is how those horror movies start where they add the water to the thing they're not supposed to and yeah. it comes back alive and then all hell breaks loose. It's alive. Well, that's really cool. That's cool news. And as usual, uh, we we dive into these things and it makes me want to know more. You know? I know. Now, you had some ideas for some guests without saying names. What are the topics that you have come across? Well, you know, I am a fish nerd, so I actually wanted to steer you into the fishy thing and talk about uh, a fellow or, or two I know about uh, weird deep sea fishes because they look so prehistoric. But also, yeah. there are so many uh, paleontologists. You know, I think we should maybe swing for the fences and try to get some of the big dogs out there, you know? Like who? I'm thinking Dawkins. Let's go for Richard Dawkins. I'd love to talk to Dawkins. And Bill Nye. I'd love to. You know? I'd absolutely love to. I'm so yeah. hoping we get Hope Jarin on the show. You know, paleobotanist yeah. has written some wonderful books. Lab Girl. So, I mean, we'll just throw it out there that we want her on here. And, you know, we've got, okay. got a whole list of people. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's not stop this podcast and oh. let's just keep going. Shall right? we keep going? Well, of course. It's just that it's really hard considering our lives are opening back up and we're in a new paradigm. So we have to work paleo nerds around us now rather than that being our sole our sole focus of our lives yeah, during yeah. A, a pandemic when we really had very little to do is there a topic or two that you want to explore well you owe me plankton oh 
You want plankton? You still? owe me. Okay, that's right. I did. I do have a planktonologist from way right. who even knows the deep time stuff. All right, I'm on that. I'm going on a dig in uh, August. That's right. You're going to go dig up a triceratops. I have no idea what what uh, it's a site that's already been. Uh, they started excavating, and I won't give out any information until. I get permission to do so. Well, you know, try... it's in eastern Montana for a week. Well, Triceratops, that last part of that long uh, Latin name is Ceratops, but Ceratopsians are the whole group. So that right. gives me an idea to track down some Ceratopsian experts oh, so that you cool. will know what you're talking about when you're out there, which... kind of know a little bit of what I'm talking about, kind of. Kind of. Which, by the way... An old friend of mine from the early 80s, a roommate. Yeah. He's the same guy that believes the earth is flat. Oh. And I said, uh, I said, oh, yeah, I did this podcast on paleontology. He goes, watch that. I go, <laughs> well, you know, dinosaurs and stuff. He goes, oh, I don't believe, I don't really think I believe in that dinosaur thing. Really? I go, what? I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, no, I don't think you, you believe dinosaurs were real? Okay. Why would you think they're not real? Because you go to the museums, that's all. They make that up. They, you know, they, they make them molds. This is uh, an old pal of yours, huh? No, not anymore. No, <laughs> this is an old roommate. <laughs> an old roommate. Ah. So well, here's, here's the scary part. That means there are people out there who don't believe in science, don't understand science. They don't believe dinosaurs existed. And that they believe the Earth is flat, based on a bunch of YouTube videos. Yeah, I'm. I am concerned with the anti-science thing, and there are even some candidates out there talking bad about evolution again. For God's sake! Wait. Well, they just need to evolve. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's, there's so. You know what's weird? It's like a religion with them or something. Yeah. Okay. We're skating on thin ice here again. Yeah. That's but where here's we like something. To be. Here's something scientific. This morning I woke up and I forgot from which direction the sun rises. And then it dawned on me. <laughs> uh... All right, buddy. You need to gather up some awesome guests. And this is just a little teaser. And uh, please don't go away. We shall be back, all you fans out there, all you Paleo Nerd listeners. We will be coming back. You know, I do like the idea of maybe doing this podcast from remote locations. You're going to be back down under. You're going to be out digging up dinosaurs yep. in Montana or yep. somewhere. I'm going yep. to be wandering to the ancient seas of Kansas, wandering around Alaska, going to be going up well, north. So Ray, grab your phone and just that. talk into right, it. We're going to do that. I'm down. I'll, uh, I'm down, David. I love doing Pando yeah. Nerds with you. It keeps me on my toes, on my yeah. lobe fins. So. <laughs> your mother is a ventilu venticulian? Ventulacolian. Oh, your Ventul mother's a ventulacolian. Your uh, father smells of raspberries or something like that, right? Right. Ratfish. And we'll have all those <laughs> yeah. links on this episode so you can dive in and see what the heck we're talking about. All right, Dave. With that, signing off from beautiful Ketchikan, Alaska by the sea. All right. Signing off from beautiful Ojai, California, where we are in year three of a drought and they're finding bodies in Lake Mead as the water goes down. Hmm, interesting. See you, Dave. See you, Ray. Thanks for being a paleo nerd. Help us spread the word of science. Rate us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can even email your questions and comments to nerds at paleonerds.com. Did you know each episode is paired with pictures and links? 
Check out PaleoNerds.com for photographic evidence that everyone here has been a paleo nerd for a long, long time.